Okay, so we're in Luke 13, verse 10. Yes, please. And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift herself up. It says bowed together? Mm-hmm. Okay. It said bowed together. Does anybody have another translation? What does it say was wrong with that woman? Mine says bent over. Bent over. over. Great. She was bent mm -hmm. over. Any other translation? Mm -hmm. How does it describe that woman? This other one said he saw a woman who had been crippled by an evil spirit. That's in the Living Translation. Awesome. First, I want to draw us to the way Jesus Christ spoke. Today, when we see someone like that, and I'm not necessarily saying that it's supposed to be so negative, because what we know is that the enemy is wicked. And his desire is always to oppress us. And so when Jesus saw this woman bent over, thanks for all the descriptions, it says that he called it a spirit of infirmity. And Valerie, the New Living Translation you just read right now calls it an evil spirit, right? Yes. And I love that Jesus Christ came to show us how things work in the spirit realm. Whereas in the natural, we would look at things like that and just assume We'll find a million and one reasons why that person is crippled, right? Or bent over. I want us to look past even physical ailments. Look at other things that we find excuses for. But if Jesus Christ is going to identify what he is seeing, he's going to probably say that the reason why that situation is not in the way he originally designed it to be is because there's an evil spirit hindering it. That's an evil spirit hindering us. But we may find excuses. We may say, oh, maybe she fell. You know, I love that scripture didn't really explain whether it happened at birth or whether there's a deficiency of certain chemicals in her body or stuff like that. He just went straight to the spirit because the source is that the enemy is the one who will sit on a person and cause them to be unable to stand up erect, to stand up normal like everybody else. Mm. So we know the normal patterns of things. Mm. When things seem like they are not normal, it's good to pay attention and begin to ask the Lord to identify what that situation is. Because most times than not, he's going to tell you that this thing is not just natural. That if you can look at it through spiritual eyes, you will see that it's either a spirit of infirmity, a spirit of disease, a spirit of guilt, a spirit of shame, a spirit of rejection. It's all this that he can point out. And so we're bringing back this language into the body of Christ because this is the language of Jesus Christ because he could see into the spirit realm. Mm. Next verse, please, Valerie. Okay. So number uh, 12, and when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. Hallelujah. <laughs> mm -hmm. How many people are sitting around in the pews right now? I want us to find ourselves in the regular day to day so that we can see how this applies to us. This was taking place in the synagogue. 
Well, I mean, we're liking that to our churches right now or a spiritual gathering. We're sitting there and it's a Sabbath. And we have a spirit literally oppressing us. We are sitting in a place that is supposed to be a spiritual atmosphere, but we are oppressed by a spirit of failure or rejection. We are oppressed by a spirit of twisted belief systems. We are oppressed by the spirit that tells us we're not good enough. We literally believe that we're not good enough. But then Jesus identifies us. So it's either we're literally sitting in a pew in church or we are beginning to seek for intimacy with the Lord because this is also a situation you would liken yourself to. How coming into the synagogue, remember, that was no place for a woman. It was a place that the men were there, the rabbis were there, they were normally opening the Torah and talking back and forth and everyone would just display their level of intelligence and their knowledge of the Torah by reciting it and explaining it. And there's all this series and series of write-ups that these rabbis have written through the years. You see that this was a men kind of situation. What was this woman doing in the synagogue? Hmm. So as a woman right now, you're stepping into a place of intimacy with the Lord. And because you've drawn close to Jesus, Jesus says, if you draw nigh unto me, I will draw nigh unto you. And mm. she finds this boldness to step in to that place with God. As you are finding this boldness and this courage to begin to seek out the face of Jesus. To begin to step into the spirit and worship him and seek out the word and study about the word. And to know Jesus, you're seeking this. And so you draw now, you take just that step into a place where... Is not expected of you. And then what happens? Because you have drawn nigh, Jesus is able to see. He's able to see that there's a spirit sitting on you. And in this woman's case, it hurt her body. She was not able to stand erect, right? When you see a healthy tree, if it's under normal healthy conditions, like having access to the sunlight, having water, good soil, it thrives upwards, right? It will not suffer malnutrition or oppression because it has all the conditions that are meant to cause it to thrive. It is well watered, so it just grows upright towards the sun. But if that tree is malnourished, if it doesn't have all the right conditions, it will be bent over. It will not have that brilliance, that radiance that you see with a healthy tree. So you can definitely say that this lady, because she was bent over, she was not like everybody else. She couldn't look up straight. She wasn't full of joy. She was being oppressed. And then Jesus calls her over and loses her from the stronghold of that spirit of infirmity. So consider your life as you draw towards the Lord. However, what is that area of your life that has caused you pain? What is that area that you're struggling with? You see, an addiction. You try to go upwards. You try to free yourself from it, but you can't. Satan and his cohorts work over time to keep us in a place of inability. I mean... We can fill in the blanks however that inability looks like for us. 
That's what the spirit does. Instead of us being straight up and living thriving lives, we are bent over. You know what is good for you, but you just can't do it. You see it happening for others, but it isn't happening for you. That is a spirit of oppression of some form. I'm not referring to things like, oh, I want to be Bill Gates. <laughs> but of course you can be. I am only referring to like normal things that you should have to thrive in your life. Of course, I'm not saying, oh, why can't I sing like Beyonce? That means there's a demonic spirit there. No, that's not what we're saying. Oh, why is my business not thriving like Jeff Bezos? No, that's not what we're saying. The normal day-to-day, -day, the basic things that you should have, that you should thrive in, that you've worked hard to achieve, what is hindering it? Begin to identify this and make this relevant for you. Because Jesus is relevant for you today. And so Jesus Christ is loosening you today from that affliction, from that oppression. Amen. Okay, next verse is verse 13. And he, he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Immediately she was made straight. And that's what Jesus Christ does. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day and said unto the people, there are six days in which men ought to work in them. Therefore, come and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. Wow. And it goes with those laws. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what is we're really going to dive into this teaching and we will break it down and see where we're going with it. So just stay with me and just engage with revelation right now. So you see that in this case, it was this Pharisees and scribes that were coming at this woman. I've often said that it's the people you most likely listen to or look up to that can hinder you. In order to be true to every word of scripture, we must see that Jesus was opposed by the people that were supposed to be the people of God, the people of authority. Therefore, I want you to understand that it is not regular people standing in the way of your deliverance. Of course, it's not people that you are wrestling with. You wrestle against principalities and powers and rulers in high places. But I also want you to know that you are also seated in heavenly places with Jesus Christ. So you are in a higher place. But the absence of this knowledge can give room to demonic oppression. The absence of walking with Jesus Christ in intimacy can give room for demonic oppression. Scripture says that my people perish for lack of knowledge. Just not knowing can place us in a position where we are bent over. So in the time of Jesus' walk on earth, which is the same thing right now, he had to battle with these religious leaders because they were in cahoots with demonic spirits. And it's the same today because those who have a place of influence and a place of authority in religion tend to place themselves in a position where they have all this interactions with the demonic world in the sense that they can stand in the way of many people's freedom. So I want to put a disclaimer here that 
I'm also a person of authority. I'm putting a disclaimer here that it's not just all forms of authority. You are a person of authority, but it's your walk with Jesus Christ that determines how you see people and how you release God's heart for people. In this case, they were questioning the fact that this woman was healed on the Sabbath. Is that what this is all about? Have you noticed in your life that when you're down, people just seem to want to kick you further down? That is the way of the demonic spirits. That's the way demonic spirits operate. And so after suffering for all this while, for 18 years, you have gone through persecution. It's like a thorn in your flesh. You've gone through so much shame. Nobody considers you as anything. And then you are free. And that is what these people are focusing in on. Somebody says that <laughs> you always wonder why Jesus will leave the 99 and go for the one. Unless you are that one. You'll never understand it unless you are that one that he has gone after. Yeah, yeah. So it was her time for deliverance. And they couldn't see the people who were supposed to be cheering her on. That finally this daughter of God is free. This child of God is free. We're not happy about it. It didn't bring them joy to see her free. After all her suffering. Verse 15. The Lord then answered him and said, Thou hypocrite, doth not each one of you on the Sabbath lose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering? Wow. I want us to dwell on this saying of Jesus. Because he was coming at them differently. He saw where they were going and he came at them in the right way. In verse 16, he says, So ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, then he says, think of it. Is that think of it that I want us to, to send her in? Think of it. For 18 years, be loose from this Bond on the Sabbath? Think of it. Because that spirit has sat on your life and hindered you from standing up straight. It has affected your health, your finances, your emotions, even your choices. It has sat on your life and stunted even your spiritual growth. Sometimes you don't have the desire to study the word of the Lord or to worship God. You would rather be on social media or do some and there's nothing wrong with being on social media or you want to just hang out with people there's nothing wrong with hanging out with people but when you you know that you should be growing your spiritual life and there's something standing in the way i want you to see beyond the here and now there's forces that are against you standing upright in your calling i am so excited about my book Spirit, spirit, spirit. God is amazing. I can go on and on and think about what the Lord has done so far. But, you know, I just wanted to get on here and thank you so much for all the, <laughs> the support. And thank you for all the feedback I've been getting. Thank you for purchasing this book and buying for loved ones. Some of you bought like seven copies. Some of you bought like five copies. I am so delighted. God wants us to not only stay on the outskirts, 
and say, hey, come, come here, come here. He wants us in his kingdom realm with him. He wants to show us heaven. When Jesus Christ tore the veil, when he died and he took us into heaven, he seated us in heavenly places with God. So right now we are in that seated position. <laughs> it is just an endless life of growing our spirit man. So I found out that when Adam and God were interacting in the beginning, it was all about a spiritual interaction. So he made you and I to have a spiritual interaction consistently. What stopped that? What took us away from that? This is all and so much more you will encounter in Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. So I want you right now, I want to encourage you. Go for it. Go grab your copy. Please grab your copy. Tell me about it. Tell me what the Lord is already doing in your life. Tell me what the Lord is doing in the life of the loved one you will also buy the copy for. I encourage you to give the gift of the Spirit.